Welcome to the Habits of Success podcast, where we talk about different habits and how you can use them to change your life. My name is Ian Warner, and I'm your host. And today, um, we're going to be talking about how to have a conversation with someone who you disagree with. Um, It's amazing to me, honestly, that I even have to create a podcast like this, but it is so necessary in our time uh, with between everything happened with coronavirus, um, the, 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 prote- the protests over the death of George Floyd. Um, it's actually, uh, I would say, an important time right now in, in American history because I think uh, for the first time, like race is so, uh, it's been pushed so much to the front, forefront that it's forcing a lot of people to have a conversation about it that they have not wanted to have. But it's also bringing a lot of people to talk that don't agree with each other. And I've been amazed <laughs> seeing people have conversations with people they don't agree with. And just the, the way that um, it, 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 it's that it's been handled on both sides is just uh, honestly just left me uh, kind of lost for words. So, um, I want to go through this and just break it down step by step. Um, and, and I'm going to be honest here. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I don't say this very often, but this is one place where I actually am, uh, pretty good. I think, uh, I do a very good job of talking to people who have, uh, different views in me. I think it's the calm Canadian in me. I don't know what it is, but, um, I can have those conversations and, um, here's what I try my best to do. I'm not perfect at it, but I try my best to get these steps down. So the first thing is just listen. It's, it's really simple. Um, if somebody else has a different view from you, just listen to what they have to say. Hear them out fully. Um, and don't just engage in conversation just so you can be heard. If two people engage in conversation just so they can be heard, things are going to go nowhere really fast. Uh, the second thing, and I, I it, it's again, it's wild to me that I even have to say this, but be respectful. Um, I think once you start to be disrespectful, it, it, you, your argument loses credibility. And the reason why your argument loses credibility is because no one is going to listen or believe or want to go to the side of someone who is disrespectful. Because then it's easy to attach that with everyone who believes that. So, for example, I could make the argument that... Building habits, uh, especially, you know, learning to, you know, drink water and work out every day is very good for your health. But if I'm very disrespectful to you as I'm making that argument, it is going to hurt you and make you actually recede. Like you're going to want to like turn away from whatever it is I'm saying, no matter how correct it is a lot of times. Now it's different if, Obviously, if you know someone really well and you know how to poke fun at each other, it's a little bit different. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about when people disagree with stuff and they start calling each other idiots and just going into all this name calling for no reason. Be respectful. Um, That's basic. That's the same stuff we teach our kids. And you should follow that as well. The third one is the one that I think out of all of them, uh, very few people do. There's a very small percentage of the population that gets this. And that's keeping your mind open. Um, it's amazing. Listen, 
How many people go into these type of battles and arguments and they go in with the mindset that they're going to get other people to come to their side, but they're not willing at all to even think about the possibility that they could be wrong or that their way of thinking could be adjusted and they can move more towards their side of thing, of thinking. And I think that is where, like a, a, a great example of that today in America is like when you think about Democrat, Republicans, right? Like there's like this polarizing um, thought process that goes on a lot of times. And what it does really is it shuts down people's minds to being able to accept or think in any way like the opposition does. Even if you have solid arguments, solid reasoning, it doesn't matter. It's like you've painted that side as the opponent and you just close off your mind. And the problem with closing off your mind is as soon as you do that, all learning stops. Like I cannot tell you how many books I've read where, and this is why, um, you know, I, I talked about, um, you know, taking your reading to the next level. And one thing I had mentioned in that podcast was reading books that have the opposite views of what you believe. So if you're, um, if you're all about marriage, you're pro-marriage, read a book about why marriage is the worst thing ever. And, and that was why I was saying that, because it helps you to do this right here. It helps you to keep an open mind and not just hug on tight to the ideas that you have. Because when you hug on tight to your ideas, you will pretty much do anything to prove that that idea is right, no matter how much information you get saying that maybe you should change course. And this hurts you. This doesn't just hurt like things like, you know, your, your view on race or no, it's way bigger than that. That type of stuff hurts even your ability to succeed because you might have like a strategy of this or, or, or a company you want to start or an idea and there's can be so much proof out there that this isn't going to work, but you'll stay on that, that same course because in your mind, it's like you, you haven't learned how to keep your mind open to new information and make adjustments as you go. And there's nothing wrong with getting information and realizing that the way you used to think was wrong and changing your direction. That actually is a sign of maturity in my opinion. The fourth step is you need to speak calm, but with conviction. Now, there's nothing wrong with being passionate about what you're saying and you should have, you know, you should be able to say it with your chest as Kevin Hart would say, but um, you're always going to be better off if you stay calm because again, this fits in with being respectful, but also um, it, show, it, it shows like it's just easier to listen to somebody when they can just show poise, right? Like they believe what they believe, but they can sit there, make articulate arguments about it and just that's it that's all they need to do they don't need to scream in your face or yell or, or, or be derogatory or do any of that it's not necessary they can just make those points and allow you to just listen to what's going on um but this is the same true for you like i think a lot of times when i see these arguments happen it's like they they, they escalate so quickly into a screaming match and i'm like when was the last time you screamed at an adult like that and got them to actually think your way like, it doesn't work. Like, even within the workplace, when a boss screams at, uh, at a subordinate, like, they might do what they were told. But that doesn't mean that that relationship isn't fractured or that that relationship is healthier as a result of that conversation. Because, you know, the opposite is true. You know, it's like 
after a boss screams at an employee, that person can't stand them easy. And if again, you get to a place where you're screaming at someone and they're like, I can't stand this person, no matter what you say, the chances of them coming to your side are, are slim to none. And the last one, and again, this is step five, this is something that, again, people don't take the time to do, is review these conversations. Like, actually step away from them when you're done. Go home, put down some notes on it. Like, talk about some things that you learned. Talk to about some things that maybe you said that you don't like that you said. Like, actually review it, because what, what happens too many times is in the heat of the conversation, you're, you're emotional and you're not thinking straight. You're not thinking through everything. But when you can take some time to step back and go, okay, wait a minute. Like, how do I really feel about this specific thing? You know what? I think this person was actually right. Oh, I think I was wrong here. I shouldn't have done this. And what happens is you get more chance to actually mold and change your thinking and develop new ways of approaching these situations. But people don't review. They just, it's just, everyone's just bolding, like moving forward like a boulder, just rolling over whatever is in the way instead of taking the time to be like, hey, hold on. Let's stop rolling down the hill for a second and make sure that we're even rolling in the direction that we want to go. If you are rolling in the direction you want to go, then keep going. If not, then it's a great chance to, to change course and, and do something a little bit different. Um, so just to review the whole thing, uh, we are, again, this is just five simple steps so that you can have conversations that are hard um that might bring even some conflict but um you can have them in a good way and it's not a problem uh first thing you want to do is you want to listen second thing you want to do is you want to be respectful third thing you want to do is keep an open mind number four you want to speak calm but with conviction and lastly review the conversation um even if it's a couple days later take some time to take in what happened, put down some notes and see what you can do better, what you learned, all that good stuff. You guys, I appreciate you guys listening. Again, if you're gonna have some tough conversations, make sure you're being respectful, make sure you're following these steps, be a good listener, all that good stuff. Uh, I will holler at you guys tomorrow. Peace.